Welcome in, folks. It's our week 12 waiver wire show, and we are wired. I love it. Nothing more to get you going than that intro. There's there's just nothing. You just It gets the blood pumping. You're ready to go. Make those waiver wire transactions. So I'm your host, Jesse Moeller, a.k.a. jmoeller 5 and welcome to the rantings of Fantasy Football Fanatic. That's me. I'm the fanatic. This is what we do. So let's jump right into these waivers, shall we? Now remember, we are doing players rostered in less than 50% of ESPN leagues. So if it's guys above the 50%, they don't make the threshold. So your favorite waiver wire guy might not be on this list because we want more for every league and not just, you know, not just the top guys that everyone recommends. So we are going to start with running backs because there are some glorious options this week on the waiver wire. First up, the Kansas City Chiefs RB1 Isaiah Pacheco. He's rostered in 43.7% of ESPN leagues, and I want you to go in on Pacheco. At least 25% of your fab. That's right. I said 25% of your fab. Because we are coming down to the end. And at the end, you need to spin the fab. There's nothing worse than being left holding the bag, being like, oh, I should have spent that money or got that player. Because nobody wants to do that, right? That's the worst. So do not be afraid to spend the money because that's what's important. Now, for Pacheco, it's pretty simple. He's been by far the best running back on the Chiefs roster. Like, it's not even close. He's, we have him up here. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is down here. And my case for Pacheco has always been, which I was saying last week, imagine if you took away the draft capital, and let's just say they're just random third-round picks. Who do you think gets the snaps? Do you think Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's been significantly worse this year? Or do you think Pacheco would get the snaps? And that's the kind of case you make, right? Where you're like, you know what? That is true. And if we go to rushing yards over expectation, it's not even close. Pacheco has been by far the best running back on the team. So yards per carry, he's leading the team. Now, his EPA per rush has been actually better. And his expected yards per rushing attempts have been significantly better, which tells you that He's getting more out of every single run. Now, if you go look at the stats, his expected yards are 5.34. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's are 5.79. Now, you'll notice the difference in the actual yards per carry. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is getting less than 1.5 yards per attempt of what he's supposed to. Pacheco's actually meeting the expectation, which is really good. Like, you want someone who's at least doing that, if not better. And you see the difference. The explosive ability he has, it's something CEH just can't match. And they're going to be in significantly positive game scripts realistically the rest of the year. The schedule is set up for them to smash. So I don't I don't see why you shouldn't go in on him. And yes, he's not a pass catcher, and that's okay. It's not always you don't always have to be a great pass catcher. Look at guys in good offenses that score touchdowns. Right? So if you're in a good offense and you score touchdowns, you don't need to be a pass catcher. And they have games against the Rams, Cincinnati, Denver, Houston, Seattle coming up. Do you, do you know it's trend? A lot of bad defenses and also bad teams. So when you get into that situation, Pacheco's just going to keep getting the rock and keep just, they're just going to lean on him. And it's going to lead to positive games like he had yesterday. Now it's not going to be the best unless he gets those touchdowns, but those touchdowns will come. So I know, don't be worried. Be like, oh, he doesn't catch patches. It's okay. He's freaking good rookie back. Um, and at this point, we don't need to worry about the draft capital. He's shown he's 
he's a good investment for the team. So they're going to lean on him. So invest in Pacheco. Go do that. The second guy is someone who has just fallen face first into the team's RB1 role. That's right. Latavius Murray. He's rostered 34% of ESPN leagues. Go drop 20% on your fab on him. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, that offense is terrible. Well, it's still a Russell Wilson-led offense, so it's not going to be horrific. And they legit have no one else on the roster. With Boone on the IR, they cut Melvin Gordon. Chase Edmonds is hurt. So you know who else is the other guy? It's Marlon Mack. And let's be real. Marlon Mack is a dick. He's still coming back from that injury, and he just he was already waived this year. He's not that good. He's going to be brought up as an emergency, but in the meantime, Murray's going to get all the work he can handle. And he's been pretty solid this year. He's been significantly better than Melvin Gordon. Obviously, he was not Javante Williams because Javante Williams is a, a fantastic running back. But Latavius Murray's been pretty good this year. And he was by far the better option of those guys that they have on the team. So it's Latavius Murray season. Don't be afraid to spin up on him. He's going to get a significant workload in the next few weeks. And that's what we want. We want guys that are making impact. And guess what? He's literally the only guy scoring on the Denver Broncos offense. They can't pass for touchdowns. Guess who gets another goal line? Oh yeah, Latavius Murray. So go get him. If you if you can't get Pacheco, if he's already rostered, go get Latavius Murray. I know people are going to be a little bit concerned with him. Nah, go get Latavius Murray. He's who you want. Number three of our running backs, Mr. James Cook, baby. We thought he was dead. He is alive and cooking. Now, the strangest thing was the Naheem Hines situation. It looks like they just brought him in to basically return kicks. Like, I don't know what they're doing, but Buffalo has this weird fixation with these pass-catching running backs, and Cook's actually kicking in. And the weird thing is he's like not even catching a ton of passes, but he's slowly earned more and more work each week. So it's it's been good to see. And, oh, and he's been significantly better in Singletary on first-touch basis. Like, it's it's really just not that close. Um, his his expected yards are significantly worse than Devin Singletary's. Um, on every one of his attempts, he's expected to get 3.35 yards. Devin Singletary is expected to get 4.62 yards. Now check this out. Yards per carry. James Cook, 5.8. Devin Singletary, 4.56. So James Cook is getting over two rushing yards per expected. Like, that's insane. He's been fantastic this year. And he has a few more longer runs, like, which makes sense. Like, that's going to boost you. And he's a smaller sample size, but he's doing what he can to, like, earn his keep on that team. And he's been really good. So his snap share is slowly creeping up. Um, it's a bit, I'm a bit more hesitant on this one just because we need to see them, Buffalo, take the next step with him where he starts pushing into a higher percentage of the workload. But he's, he tied his career in, in rushing attempts last week. And he was really good doing it. So, yeah. Go, go spend 5% of your fab on James Cook. It's, he's going to be the cheapest one of these guys to get. Like, he still has the name cash a little bit, but he hasn't done much this year. But he's a rookie. He's going to come on, keep coming on. So James Cook is the third running back to go. Now, let's go to those wide receivers. Who do you think is going to be the top dog? We've been talking about this guy forever. He was my wide receiver one coming in. Traylon freaking Burks. He's rostering 22% of ESPN leagues. And I want you to spend up to 15% on your fab on him. And I know you're thinking like, 15%? That's significant. Yes, it is significant. But Tennessee desperately needs someone in that offense besides Derrick Henry. Woods has been okay. They have fought Kyle Phillips, but like realistically, it's the Derrick Henry show. So listen to this. On his, he's earned 
of his like that's insane in three of his last six games so on a per route basis he's been targeted listen to this this is from Dwayne McCrone 38 percent 35 percent then we got seven percent 15 21 percent back to 38 percent the man has been very good like that's ridiculous usage now snap share hasn't been insanely high but they're still working him back just when he's on the field they target him because da, 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 he's the best wide receiver on the team. So go get Traylon Burks. He's coming on stronger. He's a guy who has the ability to actually be a difference maker down the stretch. He's le- actually leads the team in receptions and targets the last two weeks since coming back from injury. So like that should tell you that right. That alone, like, hey, he's making an imprint for this team. And they desperately still need that replacement for AJ Brown. Guess who it is? Traylon Burks. That's the guy. Our number two wide receiver this week, DPJ, Mr. Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's rostered in 38% of ESPN leagues. And go ahead and drop 10% of your fab on him. Now, this recommendation coincides with Watson coming back in week 13. Peoples-Jones has been like a huge beneficiary of David Njoku missing time. DPJ has a 20% target share on the season. That's really impressive. No, if you would have told me he got 20% target share this year, I would have been like, you are a liar. There's no way. But he's stepped in and been the wide receiver too on the team. And he's been really good. In all but one game this year, he has at least four receptions and 50 yards. He's been a stud. And if you look at like his per look at his last seven games. Five receptions for 71 yards. Four receptions for 50. Four receptions for 74 yards. Six receptions for 71 yards. Four receptions for 81 yards. Five receptions for 99 yards. Five receptions for 61 yards. Like, that's consistency, and he's been really good. And guess what happens when Watson comes back? The offense opens up, and some of these 60-yard games become 100-yard games because he's going to hit deep shots. And that's something that Donovan Peoples-Jones has always had. It's just Percent really doesn't have that ability, so it's limited him a little bit. But he's been very good in his role. So it's going to expand, and then you have an offense where it's Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper, and David Njoku, and that's... That's a problem for opposing defense as a guard. And Watson's good enough where he can support all of those options. So I I know you're thinking, oh, it's too many mouths to feed. No, that's not really a thing. The targets can condense around those three assets, right? Because Nick Chubb, never been a significant pass catcher. Kareem Hunt's getting bodied by Nick Chubb, actually. Like, he's getting cast aside. So we're getting it from Nick Chubb. He's getting that significant staff show we've always hoped for. And it's going to center around those guys. It'll be Chubb. It'll be Cooper, it'll be Peoples Jones, and Njoku. And the offense should be really good down the stretch. Because their defense has been atrocious as well. So it's going to also force them into these, these scripts where they have to pass and play. So it's it's kind of a win-win from a fantasy perspective. Now, number three wide receiver, Darius Slayton. He's rostered in 21% of ESPN leagues. Just go drop 3% of your fab on him. We have another Giants injury to another wide receiver. And we are left with literally nothing. Darius Slayton has been good in the past. And he's actually been pretty good this year. I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, it's Darius Slayton. He's a nobody. Like, well, he's 13th among wide receivers in yards per out run. He's well above two, 2.21. That's really good. And he's coming off a season high, 10 targets. There's, like, unfortunately, there's just no one else in that passing back. So, you know what that means? We want the wide receiver one on a team that's been good. Now, they don't pass a ton. That's okay. But Darius Slayton, you have the potential of getting someone who can give you flex-worthy play week in and week out from here on in. And that's what we want. We want those guys on our roster. So go get Slayton. And he's the type of player 
because he's been a downfield threat, kind of similar to Donovan Peoples-Jones, he will give you ex- like these explosive games. So it might be, you know, four for 50 one week, and then the next week it's seven for 130. Like that's that's kind of in his range of outcomes. He could do that. So go get Darius Slayton. I know like James Williams is going to be a big name, and I thought about him, but you could go with him if you want instead, but I expect Darius Slayton to be better. I just need to see it with James Williams. Unfortunately, that that injury worries me. And I love James Williams, but he's more long-term than he is short-term. Now, let's go to tight ends, folks. FYI, the position absolutely blows. It's horrific. Outside of Travis Kelsey, like, there's nothing. Mark Andrews has been very good, but he's been injured, and we got nothing. So, just know this going in. You want to stream matchups with tight ends because that's what we're looking for. Realistically, there's just nothing much available on the waiver wire. With the injuries, we lost Kyle Pitts again, Dallas Goddard, it's Zach Ertz. <laughs> there's not much for tight ends. So, speaking of someone replacing someone, Foster Moreau is my first tight end. Sorry, Darren Waller, it's been nice knowing you, but it ain't happening this year. Foster Moreau is rostered in 24% of ESPN leagues. Go drop 5% of your fab on him. The main reason is he gets a Seahawks defense that is pretty bad against pass. And they're horrific against tight ends. They allow 16.5 fantasy points per game to tight ends. That's 31st in the NFL. It's like the Seahawks and Arizona Cardinals. And you saw what George Kittle did against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are giving up 16.6 fantasy points per game. And you saw Kittle take advantage of that. Now, I'm not saying Moreau is going to have, you know, a monster, like, 20-point game like Kittle did. But he won't be able to give you double-digit fantasy points. And that's all we're chasing from the tight end position. With who's available, there's not much else. Um, but realistically, like Seahawks bad against the pass. They're 24th in EPA per drop back, meaning they give up freaking points. And a lot of them when teams pass on them. So take advantage. The Seahawks corners are actually more of their strength. Their weakness is comes from their linebackers and safeties and coverage. That's where Moreau takes advantage of. So I know like Adams is incredible. It doesn't really matter who's guarding him. He's going to win. And the Seahawks have Tariq Wong. So that's going to be a fun matchup, but it's Devontae Adams. He's the top one or two wide receiver in the NFL. But they'll focus their coverage on those guys, and it's going to leave it open for Moreau in the middle. So take advantage of Moreau. Just go drop 5% of your fab on him if you need a tight end. It should pay off this week. Next up, we have Logan Thomas. He's rostered in only 6% of the ESPN league, so he's, like, basically free. Go drop 2% of your fab. He's a veteran player who's been a difference maker. He's been a top five tight end in the past. He's finally getting over the injuries that have plagued him the last two years, and he's... He ran the majority of the routes at the tight end position last week. And guess who he gets? He gets Atlanta and the Giants in the next three weeks. So he's got Falcons bad defense, the Giants bad defense. Like, that's those are nice matchups. That's what we want from Logan Thomas. So go target Logan Thomas. Go get him on your roster. Take the flyer on him and stream him for the next few weeks. It should work out in your favor. Now our last guy is a rookie tight end. So take this with a grain of salt. But it's Trey McBride. He's rostered in 97% of the ESPN leagues, and just you don't need to spend more percent of your fab. People aren't going to target McBride. Now, the, his first start, it was just ugly. It was a brutal matchup. Colt McCoy was just running for his life, and the offense, like, it just it blew up real fast for Arizona. And with the injuries to Moore, we don't know when he's coming back. Hollywood's still to TBD. So it's DeAndre Hopkins, Greg Dortch, which Greg Dortch is fine. He's an okay slot wide receiver. He will command that. 
Then it kind of opens the door for Trey McBride. Now, the key with this is Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray is back, that's what we want to focus on. We want good quarterback play. And I know people, like, on the broadcast last night, they're like, Trey, Troy Aikman was like, oh, yeah, the, the offense seems to run smoother with Colt McCoy. And I'm like, Troy, what are you talking about? That's just not true. And we saw this. The offense looked disheveled. Like, they couldn't. It's Colt McCoy, he's not that great of a quarterback. He's a backup for a reason, right? So if Kyler comes back, it helps the entire offense. And this helps him McBride. Because you want tight ends attached to good quarterback play. That kind of goes hand in hand, right? And they don't, it's just as long, the quarterback doesn't have to be like a Mahomes, obviously. That works out for Kelsey, but you could have someone in the Cousins range or anyone like that, and they will be competent enough to support the tight ends. So that's McBride's case. So I'm willing to give him another shot because of the profile. It didn't work out. I mean, he still saw his career high in targets and receptions and things like that. Just the yards didn't work out. But you get the Chargers in Week 12, and they're they're kind of they struggle against tight ends. Obviously, playing Kelsey will kind of tilt that favor. But they're that's where their issue is in covers. So go target McBride. Just spend one percent center your fab on him and go get him. Now we are going to get two quarterbacks, my friends, and the top guy, Deshaun Watson. Now hear me out. I know if you don't like him, just move on to the next guy. It's fine. You don't have to get him. Now. The thing is, we possibly just lost Justin Fields, another elite quarterback asset. There are few and far between this year. Lamar struggled. Mahomes is leading the charge. Allen is taking a dip. We have Hurts. It's been really hit or miss. Joe Burrow's coming on strong, but Lamar has just, oof, he's really bringing the guys down. So the elite quarterbacks options, there just aren't very many. We want someone who will be high-end QB1. That's Watson. He's been that multiple times in his career. He had three straight seasons where he was top five since, you know, he's played last season. Hasn't played in a while, so I get there may be some rust, but get him now and just stash him. Drop up to 10% of your fab on him. He's available in 36% of your league, so he's still available in a lot of leagues. But come next week, he's not going to be available. He'll be over the 50% mark as people will start ramping up to get him. So get him now and just get the difference making quarterback for the playoff push because that's what you want. And you could literally pair Watson with Peoples-Jones and run that stack out to like playoff championships. There's, there's a realistic path for that can happen. So if you need a quarterback, Watson should easily be your top guy. Like there's no one else worth that can do what Watson can do. Our QB2, Matt Ryan. He's rostered in 8% of ESPN Fantasy Leagues. And I know what you're thinking. He's been a disappointment, but the Pittsburgh defense literally can't, can't stop a nosebleed. They've been terrible. And they are the perfect... They're a perfect remedy for subpar, quarter, subpar quarterback play. They've been torched all season by quarterbacks, allowing 20.7 fancy points per game. And you get Matt Ryan, who gets a nice relief matchup against the Steelers. Who just, they just can't cover anybody. Their defense is not been good. And they were absolutely torched by Joey Burrow. No surprise. Burrow's elite. But this will be a good matchup for Matt Ryan. You got Pittman, Paris Campbell, JT. Like All these guys should have a good day. And on the flip side, you have the Colts defense, where it's not great. So, realistically, this game could shoot out higher than people expect, which would lead to good things for Matt Ryan. So, if you need someone to stream, go get Matt Ryan. It's He's rostered literally 8%. Just drop 3% in your fab. You go get him. The last guy, Jimmy G. Did you all watch what happened on my NFL football? This isn't literally about Jimmy G. I mean, he's, he's actually been better than he has in the past, where he's a little bit more going off script. And not being such a robot, he's willing to go out on the run, use his legs a little bit because he's 
He's athletic, and it, it helps him out. But realistically, this is about the weapons. He has the best weapons in the NFL, bar none. It's not even close. When you have McCaffrey, you have Kittle, you have Debo, and you have Ayuk, that's elite play. <laughs> like, all you have to do is be the John Stockton of the offense. You just have to be a point guard, distribute it to the guys, and get out of their way. And that's what Jimmy G did. And we saw this last night. He had a monster game because the yak monsters are yak monsters for a reason. So Jimmy G is the last guy. He's rostered 44% of the ESPN leagues. I'm going to imagine that's going to go up after this week. Just drop 2% of your fab on him. Go get him. He's a very reliable streamer. And he should put up points for the rest of the season for you because the offense is too good. He's He might not be the high ceiling play, but he is very much a high floor play. So if you need someone that's not going to kill you this week, Go get Jimmy G. He's more than capable of giving you that production to replace. So I'll, I want to thank you all for coming in. This waiver wire show has been a pleasure. Go make those bids. Go get those guys for week 12 and go win those championships because we're coming down to it. We only got a couple weeks to playoffs. Realistically, we have three more weeks. Some leagues go playoffs earlier. Some leagues go playoffs later. But most leagues, playoffs start week 15. So you have week 12, week 13, week 14. We have three weeks left. Go spend that money. Go get those guys. Set yourself up and go win that championship. As always, it's been a pleasure. You can find me, jmolero 5 on all the social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok. I'm on all of them. I'll see you there. Yep.